The Sportzilla Show with Rain and Matt. Just a very interesting young man. He's the one who believes in ghosts. He talks to ghosts. The Sportzilla Show. I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will. So no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. Extra attacker on for the Golden Knights. This looks like the hockey that Minnesota was playing this morning. I want, like, the next generation of kids to come to Syracuse to understand, like, how great it was and how great it is to be there. And I just feel so honored to wear this jersey. This is the Sportzilla Show on Twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio. Let me just make a statement. He had a press conference earlier. John Desco is a legend. I know. I know. I question a little bit about the way the Chase Ganlin situation was handled, but let's look at the big picture. He is retired. Gary Gate, another legend following a legend. That is number five all-time Syracuse lacrosse coaches. So if you get that gig, uh, you're probably going to stay in it for a while. And Desco, eerily reminiscent to Jim Beheim, right? Jim's got about 10 years on him, but basically they show up as, as a student, as an athlete, and stay, so it, it's it's still huge news. Uh, we got to talk about that a little bit today. Got to talk about blowouts today, because that's what we saw in the NBA playoffs yesterday. I'm not a big fan of these blowouts, man. I want some better basketball games, but uh, it is what it is because the Nets are a juggernaut. Sports Hill Show, ESPN Radio, up at Q Sports Talk on Twitch.tv. Um, what do you think of Spencer Davidson's shirt? That'll be the first Twitch poll. It matches his headphones. He's had a polo every time he's been in here. Uh, eventually, we'll get a T-shirt. Graphic T-shirts? Or are you a plain T-shirt guy? No, no, no. I'm graphic T-shirt. I like graphic T-shirts. All right. I got, but you know what? This is like a jersey knit, so it's soft. Okay, all right. It, is it the moisture wicking? Nice. It is a bit moisture wicking, yeah, actually, but it's it's very light. You know, you put it on, yeah. and it doesn't feel like you're you're bogged down by a shirt. Some pol- some polos are heavy, you know. Uh, this one, I mean, it's got some nice movability. You know, I, I don't feel restricted. My range of motion is nice. Because <laughs> you got a dad bod like me. So yeah. You like comfy clothes. Ex- exactly. I mean, you know, my my sh- the range of motion on my shoulders, you know, that's another story that's from, from injury hockey injuries, but... Uh, I just, I feel free. I feel free in this. I like anything that has stretch elastane. Oh, agreed. That, that, agreed. Yep. You know, the, any combination of that in my clothing is now good. Yep. I'm like, yeah, no, these pants fit just perfectly fine because they stretch <laughs> a little bit. Spencer Davidson, uh, normally on the phone with us Tuesdays and Thursdays, you're going to start seeing him in studio with us Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then eventually as we get through the summer and we get... Probably just before SU football starts. So not technically fall, but I think we're going to be seeing you on a regular basis. It'll be a five-day-a-week thing. I'm Rain. Matt Page, the glue guy, is here. It is the Sportzilla Show. Rest of the game plan, real quick, doesn't matter. Matt's going to ask us some questions in a couple of minutes. We're going to get to a kerfuffle. Uh, Can I have access to the board? Uh, You already did. Really quick? Yeah. Am I still good? Yes. To play a little sound? You are. Because it's not sound check. Okay. And you probably weren't expecting it this. It feels weird. Okay. Sportzilla kerfuffle. We got one of those, but it's all official in a few minutes. Um, there's a, another sports beef. Uh, brouhaha. Donnybrook. Donnybrook. Uh, a disagreement. Basically, Jay Will this morning on KJZ said something. Or he was actually, he left, the, it was on the radio show. He went over to first take with Greeny, I think is what it was. Before uh, Greeny. Get up with Greeny. It was a get up with yes. Greeny. Okay, so we went on get up with Greeny, uh, and that was before Greeny hit the radio airwaves, and he said something 
about Giannis and KD and KD with his thin skin. You got to be more like Pauly Scabilia and have that thick skin because he gets pummeled. He doesn't even care. KD, burner accounts and everything else. And so he tweeted, uh, we'll share that with you. Some of the language isn't suitable for air, so we'll be very careful. But it's it's ridiculous. And, and any hot takes off the top on this? Uh, yeah, I just find it pointless for uh, KD to be angry about it. It wasn't like uh, Jay Will was being ne- negative in his comments. No. I have two pieces of audio when we get to sound check in a little while that will deliver receipts. I don't think he said anything wrong. I think Katie's being way too sensitive Way too sensitive, Spencer. Let your play speak for itself. I mean, you're you're one of the greatest basketball players in the world. I mean, look at, you know, Michael Jordan. Granted, you know, he played in a different era. There wasn't social media and all that stuff at the time. But even if there was social media back when, you know, Jordan was in his heyday, you think you'd see Michael Jordan shooting back at people on Twitter? No. He would just let his play speak for itself. With Kevin Durant, I mean. that personal. Yeah, yeah, take it personal, you show it on the court. I mean, with Kevin Durant, it's just such a distraction from how good he is on the court because he constantly inserts himself in so many different arguments on social media. It's like enough. It's not a good look for you, man. I mean, you know, it takes away from how dominant you are on the court because you just you look like a whiny little baby. Spencer, he did exactly what you said last night when the Nets blew the Bucks out. He embarrassed them. Yeah, he did. I, I mean, that crossover, he, he was falling all over the place. He, yeah. he was like he was on ice skates. Yeah, there's there's no there's no need to get on these in these little petty arguments on social media when you can do what you do on the court. And I think it just, you know, it, the persona that he's taken on as the thin-skinned guy, I mean, you know, he's a silent assassin on the court. Let yourself be known like that instead of someone who, you know, y- you, you watch him on the court and you can see. Or, or you, you don't forget about how thin-skinned he is. And it takes away from being kind of intimidated by him on the court. Well, like you said, he's quiet on the court, but he's very loud off of it, especially on social media. Well, Ky- Kyrie just acts like a weirdo. He's just got to deal with and channel it the same way Kyrie oh. does. He just lets it roll water off a duck's back. Well, he's walking on a flat earth. so That's true. KD, he takes it seriously. So that's our kerfuffle today. Worth a mention at 2.30, Chris Carlson with Syracuse.com will join us. Caitlin DeFleece, the interim head coach of women's lacrosse, when the legend was announced to be following a legend. So we'll talk Gary Gate and Desco with him and a few other things. Those new Syracuse men's basketball numbers, four players got their numbers. We'll break that down. I'm a geek for stuff like that. Am I just, am I the only one? No, you're not. No, you're not. I definitely am too. Uh, I'm definitely You can tell a lot about a person by their number. And baseball's got those jerseys too. The uh, city retro jerseys. Yeah, those are pretty sweet. The Cubbies ones I liked. Which other ones did you like? Or you want to talk about it later? Uh, the White Sox one. I really enjoyed the White Sox uh, uni- uniforms over the weekend. Uh, maybe we'll have to have that conversation a little bit more detailed a little bit later. Uh, we've got your Kill Me Smalls at 245. We'll, we'll air some sports grievances, our festivists, if you will. Oddsmakers with Michael Lear, the professor, will be back in here. Syracuse alum, Utica Comets Voice. That's where we'll talk about the new schedule that's been unveiled for the next couple of seasons and the plan that's in place for the American Hockey League, obviously for the Comets and the Crunch. The Utica Comets, by the way, with a new affiliation with the Devils, are painting the Adirondack Bank Center. So, any so cr- it begins. Crunch fans that might come down, you will not see Vancouver colors anymore. You're going to see the Devils colors. So that should be interesting. But Michael Lear also will have some picks for those of you that sports bettors or your gamblers, degenerate gamblers, um, or you just like to occasionally place a wager. Sean Coffey will join us. Uh, we'll have coffee for three today. Utica College men's basketball coach, but we're going to talk about his nets in the NBA playoffs in a little bit more detail there. 
and then we'll get the sound check. Everybody's good. Let's take a breath. Spencer, welcome aboard. Thank you. Yeah. It's good to have you in here. Let's great get- to be. I almost forgot what Matt looked like. Yeah. I know. It's been a while. The last time I was in here at, you know, uh, a few weeks ago, Matt was off that day. I think you were having some uh, some fallout from the, the vaccine. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so I haven't seen Matt in person in like a Probably year and a half. Yeah. 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 So I almost forgot what he looked like. It's great to see him. I don't care, dude. You brought me a coffee. That's all I really care about. That's true. It, it, I sun, see him every day. Sunrise blend, cream and sugar. Yeah. I got little, it. So little cream, little sugar. Uh, I went with a sunrise see, blend I, today. America well, runs on my Duncan. Pa- my parents taught me, well, I'm, I'm black. Black coffee. Black coffee. Yeah. I mean, this is, has a little mocha shot in it. But uh, other than that, like if I have just make coffee in the morning, no cream, no sugar. So straight you, up. You have enough energy to go at it with me as Matt's going to ask him some Absolutely. questions. I'm wired. First official segment of the day on the Sports Hill Show on ESPN Radio is called Does It Matter? Does it matter? It's the SportsZilla Show with Rain and Matt on ESPN Radio and twitch.tv slash QSportsTalk. Does it matter? Does it matter that John Desco is a legend? Absolutely. Absolutely it matters. I mean, look, this is, you know, like Rain said before, uh, you know, he's he's very similar in many ways to Jim Beheim, And I, I know that the lacrosse program, you know, doesn't necessarily get the visibility that the basketball program does. But, you know, lacrosse is obviously a, a big deal here in central New York. And the guy since 1976 has spent his entire life either playing or coaching at Syracuse. And, um, you know, the impact that he's made on the program, he's been a part of 11 national championships, five of them as the head coach. Um, you know, the stretch that they've had of consecutive final fours, um, the back-to-back in 2008, 2009, actually one of my high school teammates was on the uh, the Syracuse National Championship awesome. team in 2009. He showed me his ring, so it's it's pretty cool. But, uh, you know, he, he just, he is a legend, and it's, you know, I don't think you want to remember how he went out and the difficulty that the team had this year. I think you want to remember um, the journey that he had and, and, and as a whole, you know, how great he was for the program. 46 years a part of the program. Did... The Chase Scanlon situation, ultimately, the fallout of that lead to this, because they've had some down years, I suppose. I mean, you're expecting, it's like the Yankees. If Syracuse lacrosse, you're just supposed to be in the conversation for a Final Four and a National Championship every year. Obviously, there's been some seasons where there's been a struggle. So is that the reason? If, If that incident, we'll call it an incident, with Chase Scanlon didn't happen, is Gary Gate the head coach of Syracuse men's lacrosse? It's I think it's it's tough to say. I mean, I think it was a combination of things. Obviously, the Chase Scanlon uh, incident this year uh, it, it, it was it was a bit it cast a big shadow over this season. But I think at the same time, you look at the performance of the team and you know just how, where they were at the beginning of the season and the, and you know number one overall for a yep. bit and yep. projected to to really be in the conversation. They started out. You know, they, they lost their first game. They started out well, though, for the most part, and then they kind of had that collapse at the end of the year. I, I just think it was a combination of a lot of different things. I think the team underperformed this year. You know, the Chase Scanlon situation was a major distraction for the team, but um, I, I just think that, you know, this this year as a whole was it was a tough one to overcome, and it was probably the, the right time to, for him to step back. Mike Curtis put out uh, an article today um, he just basically screen grabs so many different tweets and an outpouring in love and support for John Desco. Uh, great to see press conference a little bit earlier today. A lot of your general normal platitudes that you would expect, but I thought the funniest aspect of it because I want I wanted to smile, you know, with with him going out and everything. 
was that he's going to have basically a garage sale selling Hughes merch. Uh, so he's in got XL and double XL. Yeah, dude, when, when you've dropped when you've uh, when you've dropped into Syracuse 46 years ago and you've been here as a player and assistant and a head coach, um, been part of 11 national championship teams. I'm going to assume you have a lot of gear. Yeah, you think, you know, and you don't even have to go retro. This is authentic Correct. stuff right yeah. here. I, I, I almost I don't want to be creepy, but I want to go to his house and I want to go to the garage sale that he's going to have selling Q's merch. Heck yeah. Uh, was he serious? Can we take him seriously on that? I think he was. Be careful, man. It's, there are people going to show up at your house and they're going to be expecting stuff. And you, you'll be one of them. Is it barter system? You want to go? You guys want to go out there? Yeah. I, let's, I, let's email the Syracuse Athletic Department, see if we can get an SID here on the line and, uh, you know, hook us up with something. Absolutely. I wonder I wonder what kind of gear he's got. I, I, I feel like a nice, like, three-quarter zip. Or oh, a yeah. quarter zip. Yep. Yep. Or, you know, those are nice. Uh, little, uh, some Under Armour gear. I'm sure they've got some Under Armour gear, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to. I mean, over the years. Yeah. The different deals you have with oh, yeah. different athletic apparel companies. Probably start, they probably have starter jackets from back in the day. Wow. Remember those? Back in the 90s. Oh. You, would, you could spend hours in his garage going through his, his merch yeah. or, or his, his gear and just going, oh, damn, that's so cool. You know, you know think about how many times you got, damn, wow, that's awesome. What year was that from? I'd have a, there's got to be a story with everything. It's like a time capsule. Absolutely. Just amazing. Congratulations to Coach Desco. It's official now. That news is out there. Once again, we'll discuss in a little bit more detail with Chris Carlson in just a few minutes. Next question, does it matter? Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio. Why don't we rapid fire a couple real quick because I know we got to get to our first break. Does it matter? Former Giants coach Jim Fossil passed away at the age of 71. Yeah, one of the better coaches in recent memory of the New York football Giants. Very sad when I heard that news. Yeah, I mean, I think any time that, you know, you lose a, a beloved sports figure, it's, you know, it's it's obviously a sad thing. You know, what, what Fossil meant, uh, you know, to the Giants organization, you know, Michael Strahan speaking out about him today, um, you know, being the, the NFL coach of the year in 1997, leading the Giants to the Super Bowl in, in 2001, was it? Yeah, they lost the they stupid lost Ravens. To the, to the Ravens, yeah. Stupid Ray Lewis but, and the uh, stupid Ravens. Yeah, so, you know... It, I mean, anytime you see a sports figure, a, a giant, no pun intended, sports figure pass away, it, it's it's going to be a, a tough loss, and especially uh, for the New York fan base. You know, today he was he was quite something. He, he gave great sound bites, had awesome uh, meltdowns. Yep. <laughs> he uh, did. But uh, but yeah, certainly re- rest in peace to him. Um, you know, the terrible terrible story to, to wake up to today. Former Utah coach as well. New Cuse men's jersey numbers: Jimmy Beheim zero, Samir Torrance ten, Benny Williams thirteen. Ooh, interesting. Very interesting. No superstitions with that guy. Uh, Cole Swider, number 21. I'd like him to average that every game. Uh, yeah. That's about seven three-pointers. Just just hit the threes, man. I'd be all right with that. Let's hope Jimmy Bayheim uh, averages more than his number. Uh, the Yankees have looked awful. Does that matter? Um, I don't expect anything other than a yes or no on this, Spencer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, moving on. Because you know why? Yeah. Here's, here's the reason why I told you yes or no answer. We have to take a break. Because otherwise, I'll I'll whine as the glue guy likes to call it, and uh, meh, 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 right? Isn't that what I do? <laughs> That's correct. I'm gonna have to vent, and just for the Twitch audience, just stay stay tuned. We'll we'll talk about it in the break. I guarantee you, going to the chat, though, there was plenty of commentary about the Yankees' performance against the Red Sox and the Broom and the Sweep. Uh, we're gonna pause right here. We'll come back. We're gonna give you our kerfuffle on the Sportsilla Show on ESPN Radio. Who's got Twitter beef? Hey, here's an idea. Why don't you mind your own business? Bulletin board material. Oh, you can't say that, <laughs> but it got said. We've got another Donnie Brook. That is not appropriate behavior. Okay. An athletic brouhaha. You're a meanie. Hey! 
Let's go toe-to-toe. It's the Sportzilla Kerfuffle. Ah, a classic conundrum. On twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio. Radio. So Jay Will from KJZ involved in some beef with KD, Kevin Durant, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. 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 I practiced a thousand times. I never get it right, Spencer. Uh, but fact is, um, they're not the same player. I, I think you saw that on the court. That's for sure. Uh, we got a couple of sports kerfuffles to get to, but I have to address something first. Um, Wendy Davidson, who if you've listened to Spencer on with us before in his phone segments, we've referenced that she is a regular listener of the podcast, especially when you're on. She lives in yes, Florida. Um, we were talking on Twitch and we're talking about coffee and a couple of the guys in the Twitch chat at Q Sports Talk agree with you on black coffee. I get just a little cream and sugar, but you said, what did mom just made? She just made herself a, a cup of black coffee. She said, my parents did teach me well. Okay, well, I don't want her to spit the coffee out when she finds out that you've been out in the sun quite a bit lately without sunscreen. Oh, God. And now I've outed you, and when she hears this on the podcast, you're going to get a text tomorrow. Yeah, not, well, it's a good thing the camera isn't zoomed in more because I broke out in a... A little sun rash, thanks to the to the to the rays outside. Listen, I have to tell my six year old son to wear suns that he's got to put sunscreen on, or he can't go outside. Yeah. Spencer, I should not have to be telling you this. Thirty years old, you think I'd learn, right? Spencer Davidson, <laughs> wear sunscreen. You okay. also shouldn't throw him under the bus over the air either. That's kind of not cool of you. Yeah, here come the notification. It's a good thing I have my phone on silent right now because I'm about to blow up here. You Don't look at me funny. like that. You know what's even funnier? <laughs> He's kind of a little bit nervous about he hearing is. from his mom about this. That's right. Spencer, you owe me one. It's good to have in here. Welcome to the Sports <laughs> Illa Show on ESPN Radio. Let's get to the kerfuffle. This is why we can't have nice things. Spencer has the tweet. Um, or do you, you know what? Yeah, read the tweet, and then I'm going to play what Jay Will said, and I'm going to give you a little early preview of our sound check segment that we give you in full at 3.30. So go ahead. Yeah, I mean, to paraphrase, it basically says, I'm soft, I can't handle anything. No, but... <laughs> No, 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 no. It says, mans will do anything to advance their career in this media bleep, wanting to be accepted by an industry that will dispose of you whenever they please, which, by the way, also happens to players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Keep me out of all that corny bleep talk about who's better and legacy and all that dumb bleep bleep. I don't even talk like that. That was in direct response to this. This is Jay Will on first take earlier today. And he made the comparison of Giannis and KD. And this, I mean, it was trending all over Twitter, man. I mean, it was like huge. Everybody was jumping in on the soap opera. Ratings are up again, 42% in the NBA. So we're interested in again because we're getting to the end of the pandemic. Can you have a quick story time with Uncle Jack? Yes, I would love to. So a couple years ago, we're at a holiday party. And I came on this show and I did a segment with you. And I said, we had Anthony Davis and we had Kevin Durant. Yeah. I said, you know what? Anthony Davis and Katie would have a baby. The similarities physicality-wise would be like Giannis. Yeah. Right? I go to the holiday party. Kevin Durant comes up to me and says, yo, don't you ever, ever compare me to Giannis. Don't you ever compare me to Giannis. I said, Katie, what are you talking about? You know, I, I was just talking about similarities physicality-wise, size, length. He's like, no, don't you ever compare me to Giannis. So when I see that matchup, you know what that matchup says to me? That's something personal for oh. Kevin Durant. That's who he's attacking each and every day because that's been in his brain because people have talked about Giannis being on the same level. That's the kind of intensity you're seeing in this rivalry. One thing, Giannis is about five years younger. Number two, Kevin Durant is in the conversation as one of the best basketball players on the planet, and he is a better all-around player, and it's not even close when compared to Giannis. And Kevin Durant has rings. Giannis does not. Is Giannis a B player or is he an A player? 
No, I think Giannis is an A player at this point. I mean, <clears throat> you know, even A players need some a, a supporting surrounding cast. Middleton and Drew Holiday are not the B and the C players yeah. that are going to take the Bucks to a championship. But also, I mean, you know, Kevin Durant was on the Golden State Warriors. Had Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. He had um, uh, uh, Draymond. 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 Thank you. I was blanking on Iguodala. Yep. And oh, yeah, he leaves the Thunder, and he leaves the yeah. He couldn't get it done with the Thunder when he had Westbrook, Harden for a little Correct. bit, and even even yeah. yeah. Writes writes his next chapter. Yeah. Goes to the Golden State Warriors. Wins. Giannis has not formed a super team yet, so I, I don't think it's fair to say that oh he hasn't won a ring yet, so he's not an A player. I mean, the guy has not had the supporting cast that Kevin Durant wait, has wait, had. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. They even signed Drew Holiday to an extension, and he was supposed to be the guy that helped take him over the top when you already had Middleton there. That's what everybody said yeah, at the beginning of the year. When he got traded, you and I talked about it, Rain. What does that do for the Bucks? It makes them better, sure. Yeah. But does it put them over the top? No. And we didn't think so. Harden's not even playing. Correct. Yeah, but you have you have you have all stars on the bench. That's crazy. I mean, you have you have Blake Griffin, who's had somewhat of a resurgence in the playoffs, having a, a role on the Nets. It's a totally different situation. The Nets are just so much deeper than the Bucks are. Right now, it's hard to with what they look like against the Bucks. It's hard to argue against them winning it all. And oh, here's the thing: Spencer Dinwiddie, who is not a bad basketball player, by the way, is coming back next year to make that team even better and deeper. Absolutely. Oh my God, you have a dynasty brewing with the Nets. That sucks. I hope not. Especially after Tibbs just got coach of the year and he deserves it. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. The Sportzilla Show and the Kerfuffle on ESPN Radio. Let me go back to some audio. This is the second piece I have from Jay Will in response to this whole situation. And he makes a great point because I don't think that he said anything that should have set Kevin Durant off the way that he did. I don't think he insulted him in the slightest. He wasn't trying to, but KD seemed to have taken it that way. But here you go. Here's Jay Will again. The day Giannis signed his big contract, and I said, if they don't get one, there's going to be major problems in Milwaukee, not only for Coach Bud, but also for Giannis. We'll get there. I've been on the record saying if Kevin Durant wins another world championship and wins another finals MVP, he will be inching towards GOAT conversation. He will be in that conversation. You have to start talking about it. Yesterday, I also said that he is the greatest scorer, offensive weapon there is in the game of basketball. People love to use the fact that he went to Golden State and teamed up with Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson, even though he got two finals MVPs, two world championships, I can make an argument that they could not win those championships without Kevin Durant being the alpha dog in those clutch moments. People use that to demean his greatness. Last night proved to you how special of a talent he was. He clearly does not have an issue with Kevin Durant. No. Kevin Durant, did he take it out of context? Did he not understand? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Jay Will singing his praises. He's given him the credit that a lot of media members and fans don't give KD. Yeah. Delete, delete your account, Kevin. Honestly. Well, well which one? Because he's got like 10 yeah. of them. Yeah, that's true. Delete your main account and your burner accounts because you don't need to tell anybody that you're better than anybody else because we all know. We we see it. That's what I'm saying. Just let it let your play speak for itself. I mean, stop getting in these little petty arguments. If the Bucks don't win out at home, th- this series is over. I think it's over anyways. I don't think over. that they can touch them. Let me tell you though. They're go- the, the Bucks are going back home. They had a 26 and 10 record uh, you know, in the in the regular season at home. 
they held Giannis to, I think it was 17, 18 points last game, but he was relatively quiet. I mean, the Nets just ran all over him. But I think Giannis is going to have a monster game in Game 3. I think the Bucks at least take Game 3, make this a little bit more interesting. But he, it's one player. You have Giannis going up against yeah, but it's Kyrie yeah, and Kevin Durant. But it's Giannis. If someone like that takes over, I mean, they take over. That's why Giannis is an A player. Because if Giannis can put, Giannis is one of those guys that can put the team on his shoulders. Then why didn't he last night? Then why didn't he last night? The the Nets played much better defense last night than they have, you know, ever. Yeah, I mean they 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 were locked in on defense. And if they do that every game, then Giannis doesn't have enough. He's not well rounded enough. But this is home cooking, Giannis. We're talking about. He's at home now in front of their fans, and and they've had a successful record at home. And I, I just think that Giannis is, is is due for one of those games, you know, where like a like a Jason Tatum game, you know, you, you drop fifty. And I mean, the Celtics had no business beating the Nets. That's all fine. That's all fine and dandy, but he can't outscore the Nets collectively by himself. He needs supplemental help, Correct. and I don't think that the Bucks have enough. But again, you saw Jason Tatum do just that with the Celtics by himself. He had yeah. He offensively, he was on his own. And defensively, they found a way to contain the Nets just a little bit. I think if the Bucks can do the same thing, I mean, you're talking about Giannis. Like, he can take over the physicality, you know, in the paint. I mean, he can take over that game. So you saw it happen with the Celtics. You saw Jason Tatum put the team on his back. I think Giannis is good for at least one of those in this in this series. And I think that Tibbs deserved Coach of the Year more than Monty Williams, even though the Suns demolished the Nuggets. What he had to work with at the start of the season – uh, nobody expected the Knicks to be where they were. You have Devin Booker and and Aiton, and then when you added in Chris Paul, I think on paper you had to expect that there was more to work with with Monty Williams and the Suns. Yeah. Um, so therefore, in my opinion, Tibbs deserved Coach of the Year. He didn't get as many first-place votes, but I think it was a no-brainer. I, I, I think it would have been an egregious error mm-hmm. if he didn't win it all. I mean, that was the biggest shock in the NBA this year, I think, for anybody they were, the Knicks were the story of the NBA this year. I mean, again, you know, people were talking about the resurgence of the Knicks. You know, again, everybody expected them to be the laughing stock again this year. Uh-uh, no more. I mean, this team, you know, again, not not a championship contender. We knew that this year, but this team is on the map now. And uh, you know, without without Tom Thibodeau, this this is a, a totally different story. He found out how to bring out the best in everybody, and this is a Knicks team that really had no business you know, on paper being a four seed. There's two reasons that the the Nuggets got demolished and blown out by the Suns. Do you want to know what they are? Sure. Actually, maybe it's just one. Guy Fieri was at the game. That's really the real reason. Flavortown. I'm telling you, he brought Flavortown to the game. Interesting. It, it's got to be that. Oh, and the fact that Jamal Murray is not there for the Nuggets, that yeah. hurts them a lot too. Quick break. Chris Carlson, Syracuse.com is up next on the Accelerate Sports Complex phone line right here on ESPN Radio and the SportsZilla Show. Get it cracking then. Let's go. Snoop Dogg in the house. Let me see some. Drop the sticks, man. Let's get cracking, man, to the middle of the ring. Let's go. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio and twitch.tv slash Talk. Here's Rain and Matt. And Spencer Davidson, we open up the Accelerate Sports Complex phone line officially today with Chris Carlson from Syracuse.com. You've done this with us before when Sports Illustrated Show was a weekend show. Uh, You've obviously been in here on the phones with us, uh, I don't even know how many times, countless times now. Yep. 
And uh, this is your second appearance with us in studio? Uh, since the pandemic, yeah. How are you uh, enjoying it so far? Oh, it's a blast. Have it's you, awesome. Have you met Chris Carlson yet from Syracuse.com? I don't believe we've ever met in person, no. All right, well, you're going to meet him on the phones now. All right. I'm sure you got a follow-up to the information I'm going to start him out with. We wanted to get his take on a legend following a legend. Uh, truly an unprecedented career for John Desco. Obviously, the press conference was a little bit earlier, Chris. Uh, what are your, some general takeaways from the situation that, I mean, with a scandal-ridden season and then a, hey, I want to be back, and then a couple weeks later I'm retiring, and then Gary Gate, of course, after the women's team loses the national championship, slides into that role, and now uh, we have DeFleece taking over interim coach of the women's team. So there's just a, a lot of news with the lacrosse team right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there sure is. Wow, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, and... and, and John Desco, it was it had to be such a, a tricky situation for everyone involved there, right? He, he's just he's a genuinely you know good dude who's beloved by his former players. Um, so you need to make sure that you kind of uh, give him the the the, the exit um, that he kind of needs and, and deserves, um, you know. But and Gary Gates kind of the guy that makes that possible. Right, he 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 kind of if if anybody has hurt feelings, if anybody's upset that hey, you know, how come John didn't get another year or two to try to right this ship? Well, Gary Gate kind of eases any of that because he's part of the Orange family. Um, you know, he's a legend himself. Uh, he's proven that he's a very good coach. Um, you know, and and can figure out uh, the sport kind of from a variety of perspectives. Um, so really a a, a pretty sensible hire and, and, you know, given that John, given that it, it at least sounded at one point, like John wanted to come back, it, it's probably as clean an exit as they could create from that situation. Yeah. Chris, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to follow up with you on, you know, Gary gate, uh, you know, moving over to the, to the men's side of things, you know, obviously his, his resume speaks for itself as a player at Q's. He's done such a great job with the, with the women's program. So that being said, do you think that, you know, for, from, both program standpoint, was this a, a good move to have Gary Gates slide over? Or should he stayed with the women's lacrosse program, kept building what he had over there? I mean, they just lost in the national championship game. What's kind of your read? Was it the right move to move him over? Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, the one thing that I've sort of figured out uh, over the years of doing this is like, I have no idea, <laughs> right? I have no idea if somebody's <laughs> to be a good coach or if it's going to work or not, it, it, like literally, literally none. Um, so, but it, right. But it's not like a bad move on, on paper, right? It, it, it makes sense in that if you felt you had to move on from John, you know, Gary gives you maintains all those relationships with those former players. Um, we don't know which way Syracuse is going to go with the women's coach, but, but there are certainly a number of alumni who, who, who seem like they're well positioned um, and maybe established enough to come in here and, and be candidates and, and be options, um, which, which again, right. If any of the players are hurt that, that Gary kind of left them before they won their national championship. Well, if you bring in another Syracuse women's lacrosse legend again, right. Maybe there's less ill will, less hard feelings with that decision. If you get a Kayla trainer, um, you know, uh, so I just think it makes, it makes sense, but we won't know if it's good 
until four or five years, and I'm certainly not smart enough to tell you. <laughs> what does Gary Gate bring to the team that might be the biggest difference from Coach John Desco? You would have to think, having played here, being the women's coach, there's got to be a lot of the same philosophies, but is there anything that maybe separates them to something you might see different moving forward that you didn't see before? You know, I mean, I just think it's sort of like a, you know, the the men's program maybe felt like it was getting a little bit stale. Um, you know, they just, they hadn't been to the final four for so long. John didn't seem like he was going to make any sort of huge moves or, or do things dramatically different from kind of the way he was accustomed to doing them. Um, for good reason, maybe he had a lot of success and, and it's tough to move away from what made you successful. Um, but Gary brings a fresh set of eyes, right? If, if, if the defensive coordinator option that, that is rumored to maybe be coming here, I mean, that's a huge move and, and a huge upheaval if, if Pietro Mella comes here and, and, you know, all of a sudden you've got one of the legendary head coaches in lacrosse history as an assistant on your team. Um, you know, so I, I think more than anything, it's just a fresh set of eyes, a, a new way of doing things for a program that, you know, probably just needed a little bit of a jolt that way. Talking to Chris Carlson with Syracuse.com here on ESPN Radio and the Sportsilla Show. Um, before we get back to some Syracuse-related basketball news, um, Matt finished BoJack Horseman. I did, uh, Chris. It was a, a good show, a good series. Uh, are there more episodes coming up in a new season, or was that the end of BoJack Horseman? You know, with Netflix shows, um, I don't know until they show up on my screen. That's fair. Uh, so I have not, I have not, I have not followed the BoJack news to know if there's another season coming or not. So uh, I'll be on the lookout and tell you, but uh, don't know off the top of my head. We we basically we gave Chris a tough interview because uh, a couple of months ago now I yeah. believe, yep. and we promised him that the, the the next time that he came on and agreed to talk to us we would have a, a very lighthearted conversation about cartoons. Mm -hmm. So he recommended BoJack Horseman to us and you've seen all of it. I've, I've checked out a couple of episodes, but he doesn't have 45 kids like I do. That's fair. Um, <laughs> but very uh, Larry David esque. Yeah. A little curmudgeonly. It's good stuff. BoJack Horseman. Do you have any other cartoon tips for us? Uh, have you moved on to anything yet, Chris, or anything we should know about? Mm. You know, if you're looking for the more adult version, um, it's another Netflix one, uh, Disenchantment or Disenchanted. I forget exactly the name of it, um, but uh, that, that, that's a pretty good one. Uh, my girlfriend and I have watched that one. I think there's about three seasons of it. Uh, it's not quite as dark. It's a little bit more lighthearted, um, but definitely also an adult version. It's a, uh, it's a kind of a, you know, a dysfunctional royal family uh, situation. We are going to need everybody that's with us on Twitch.tv at Q Sports Talk to give us some good cartoon recommendations in the chat. If you're not with us at Q Sports Talk, um, once you get yourself an account and get in there, Amazon Prime, for example, if you, if you have an account with Amazon Prime, you get one free subscription. Why not us? Uh, let's move on to some Syracuse basketball news. Uh, Chris, before I do that, I have to correct you. It's not your girlfriend. It's your wife now, right? Oh, that's right. Uh Oh my gosh, I still have not I have not fixed that yet. Ah, you're so right. Are you still writing 2020 on everything too, Chris? You know, I have to like look at the calendar to remind myself what year it is. So, I, uh, you know, I feel hopefully that. by December I get it figured out. We got to figure out some new numbers, Glue. Go. Chris, are you a nerd about New Jersey numbers? 
especially for the men's basketball team. Jimmy Beheim, number zero. Samir Torrance, number 10. Benny Williams, 13. And Cole Swider, going to be wearing 21. You know, I am not a huge number or shoe guy. Um, Donna Zatota is the, the person uh, that, you, that you really want for that stuff. But I do love me a, a number zero. Uh, I always like it when there's a zero on the floor. Uh, you know, it reminds me of uh, just old school, you know, 80s basketball. So, so, so I am happy that Jimmy picked that one. How are you feeling about the team? This is the last thing that we'll ask you. Just in general, where we sit at this time of the year, it's the beginning of June. We got a ways to go. We got some fresh faces. All this turnover, transfer portal stuff is still going on. Um, you know you know what I mean? We got John Bolajak who's coming back and a little bit of depth, uh, another big guy. That was an issue. But just in general, with the additions and the subtractions, uh, your last 60 seconds, I'm curious as to how you feel about the team. You know, I, I think okay is probably what, I, what I'd say. And if you made me predict their season, I'd predict that we just do the same thing as we've done the last – you know, four years now where they're a bubble team uh, and they make the tournament and then the zone kicks butt in the, the NCAA tournament and, and there we have it. Um, you know, it's easy to see how this team could be better. They're going to be very offensively talented. Um, if Buddy Bayheim turns in, continues to be a star, um, you know, they could have a better season than that past grouping, um, you know, but, but they're lacking a little bit of athleticism. The defense wasn't great last year. It's probably going to take a step backwards unless Jesse Edwards is a huge difference maker in the, in the middle. So, you know, I, I think just sort of, okay. Uh, they're not going to be bad, um, but uh, I, I don't know. There, there's some reason to think that they're not going to be great either. Chris, appreciate you, man. Um, we won't tell the missus that you called her girlfriend. We promise. <laughs> yeah. Give, give me another month to fix that before you let her know. Sounds <laughs> you, good. you got it, man. Uh, we're going to look to have a cartoon <laughs> A recommendation for you next time we talk. It's always a pleasure. It's Chris Carlson with Syracuse.com, ESPN Radio, and the SportsZilla Show. You're killing me, Smalls, is next. We're going to let Spencer Davidson air his sports grievances first, and that's next. The SportsZilla Show. Oh, yeah! Bringing the central New York sports fan together. You're supposed to wear your mask over your nose. I'm not going to, so quit asking. Can everyone hear me okay? You're killing me, Smalls. It's the SportsZilla Show with Rain and Matt on twitch.tv slash Talk and ESPN Radio. Oh, for Pete's sake, here we go again. Wait a minute, what's going on in Talk since we brought it up? I missed a whole bunch of conversation just a second ago. Oh boy, wait a minute. Uh, Paulie G's in there today. Haven't He's saying hello to you, Glue. Hello. Uh, all right. Matt's the one that threw. Uh, oh, man. Is, is the one throwing people under the bus, not me. Mine was just about sunscreen. I mean, you're talking about a man's wife over here, glue guy. Sorry. Chris Carlson. I'm just trying to. Well, he was hook just trying up. to yeah, keep him out of the doghouse. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, in theory, you were looking out for him. Do you think Chris Carlson's wife was listening, though? Might have with her I, husband I, I being on the not. air. I hope not. No, you, somebody's probably texting her right now saying, hey, you better. You better hop over to Q Sports Talk. Your husband your just husband called you. Your husband just called you as your girlfriend. You know what? We've talked about this, and we we just haven't let it go. No. We, yeah. we couldn't leave well enough alone, and now somebody's going to tell his wife, and we are going to get him in trouble. Chris, we're really sorry. Sorry. Um, we will also feed you as well as get you a cartoon recommendation next time you're on. But since it's the glue guy's fault, um, I, I'm going to need some audio on the board. You get this one. You're killing me, Smalls. What's yours, Spencer? Spencer Davidson's in here with myself, Rain, and Matt today. I mean, I, there are so many that I could go with, but I mean, right now, 
It's the NHL's handling of criticisms. I mean, all sports leagues handling of criticisms of officials. Um, You know, Bruce Cassidy, the Bruins head coach the other day, was basically saying, hey, look, there were a lot of calls that could have gone both ways that did not go both ways. The Islanders aren't necessarily saints. They play a good brand of hockey, but um, they have a narrative. They have a narrative that they're, you know, angels and they're not. So he gets, you know, he gets clipped with a $25,000 fine by the NHL for talking about the refs. I, I just I don't think there was anything egregious said. And if nothing else, this is what he did. And what he said was more bulletin board material for the Islanders to use as motivation. Now up three, two in their series. I just I don't understand why it's so strict talking about officials. I mean, you know, you. We, the other day with that strike call on Rugnet Odor. Yeah. I mean, how can you not allow somebody to air their grievance out with an, with an official, you know, or an umpire in that in that case? Especially they were wrong. With all the cameras and the fact that Aaron Boone or anybody can just turn around, you look at the screen yeah. and you can see that it was a foot outside. I said the same thing. If that was, it, it picked somebody on the Red Sox. If it was Raphael Devers. Yeah. And a left-handed hitter on that team. And if he's up there. And the Yankees got that call. Even I would have been like, that is not even close to a strike. No. I- I'm going to be fair about that. You want to win fair and square. Exactly. And who, so I just, I can't stand. Who else got that. fined the other day for a little tampering? Uh, Daryl Morey got fined $75,000 for screenshotting a Steph Curry tweet promoting his brother doing well in the playoffs. Uh, Steph Curry, or Seth Curry, rather. And because he says, join him, Daryl Morey, with a hashtag, he gets fined 75 thousand dollars for tampering. Daryl Morey, just kind of being a basketball fan, says that. Even though he's the general manager of the 76ers, but yeah. Anybody else says it, no problem. You're the general manager of the 76ers. You get hit with a fine. You get a fine. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Man, you got to channel your inner but mark. Like the, but the thing is, is it's so inconsistent. Because yes, there's it is. so much that happens behind closed doors that could be considered tampering. And you know, a guy sends a, sc- a screenshot out with a hashtag. I mean, it's just it's so inconsistent because especially in the NBA, I mean, there's so much tampering between players behind the scenes. And when LeBron was yeah. talking about MSG, should he have been fined for that? No, no. But you know, I mean, I'm sur- actually I'm surprised but he wasn't. I was saying, but yeah. I'm surprised the league didn't yeah. hit him up with a bill. Well, it's LeBron too. They also didn't hit him with the you know uh, being out at a party, and then they and then they got. Uh, Porzingis, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Porzingis. COVID rules do not apply to LeBron. Yeah, apparently, uh, for the leagues, these two leagues fighting players for stupid reasons, they'll get one. You're killing me, Smalls. And last but not least, you brought up MSG. It's the Sports Illustrated show. This is your killing me, Smalls, on ESPN Radio. What is your issue? With us. The fact that I have to hear about Knicks from two different people now. Get over it. Oh, because Spencer's also a Knicks fan? Yeah, because now I have to hear about how great the Knicks are, how everything's trending upwards for the team. How long do we have to... We got Coach of the Year. Yeah. Should have been two-time Coach of the Year. Ugh. Glue guy, have you ever done sports radio before? Is this your first sports radio? No. We just got the coach of the year. Of course we're going to talk about the Knicks. Yeah, but how long did we listen to to all the jokes about the Knicks being the laughing stock of the league? Blame your own, not me. In fact, one of of my favorite jokes from Family Guy is uh, in about an hour, I'm going to I'm going to pee away 20 grand. What are you going to bet on the Knicks? <laughs> so, I, I mean, but like how long do we have to sit there and take it from everybody else about, you know, what a laughing stock the Knicks were? Why why can't we take some pride in that now? I, I understand you taking some pride. I mean, you're, you're a, blame, blame your owner. You're blame, a Boston fan. I am. We had I to am. listen to you talk about the Patriots for years. You're dang right. Yeah. 
So it's not over yet. So no, it's your turn to listen, buddy. Um, no, no, no. I'm I'm just sitting here, man. I'm just chilling. You guys continue. You I, I really <laughs> like Spencer being in here, uh, airing his grievances. Our sports festivus, and you're killing me, Smalls. Did you want to unload any more? Because this is what I've been trying to get across to him, yeah, being a Knicks fan, and now he's outnumbered. So this is glorious. Also, get used to it. You live in central New York. You're going to hear from New York fans. Wah. I mean, you chose you chose an out-of-area team. That's fair. So That's fair. You know yeah. what, Spencer? Um, the final You're Killing Me Smalls of the segment goes to Matt, goes not to, us. Yeah. He doesn't get to air his grievances with us. We air our grievances. So I get two this round? Yes. Yes. Yes, you do. Are you ready for it? I'm going to give it to you. You're killing me, Smalls. And if you like gambling, up next, Michael Lear, the professor, will join us. A little something called Odds Makers. He's actually going to tell you how to bet, and it's well-researched. ESPN Radio Sports Illustrated Show. Quick break. Right back. It's the SportsZilla Show with Rain and the Glue Guy on ESPN Radio and twitch.tv slash QSportsTalk. Spencer Davidson from WKTV, uh, Tuesday and Thursday, now going to be a regular part of the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio. And eventually, by the time we get to SU Football, going to be a full-time member of the SportsZilla Show air staff. Um, can I can I just uh, air one piece of audio real quick? Um, two against one, right? Two against one. Two against one here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your New York pieces of dog. Uh, we've had to hear that for other than one season eight years ago, 20 years. So you're going to get it with your like 16 championships because you're outnumbered. Needless to say, the professor is on the phone. I'm assuming he has a pick for us in the NBA. One for Major League Baseball one in the NHL as well. But since he's an SU alum and one of the voices of the Utica Comets, let's start there. Uh, we wanted to play odds makers with you. Uh, Michael, are, are you good? Are you still with us? Uh, we, we, oh, yeah, I'm here. We're going to surprise you with this one. Um, sure, hit me. What are the odds that you can break down what the AHL has done for the Comets and the Crunch fans that are listening across Central New York on ESPN Radio? What is the plan that is in place for the American Hockey League for the next two years? Yeah, so basically, I guess the odds are, I guess we'll see. You guys tell me if I do a good job. Uh, basically, the way that the league is going, they just want everything to be the same. And the league's gotten kind of all spread out where everyone's playing a different number of games, and you got to do the whole points percentage thing and all that. So not this coming year, but the following year, everyone's playing 72 games, and it's going to be unified, and it's something that people are really pushing for throughout the league. And talking to Rob Ash, who said that, it's the people that are most connected with hockey. The, the former players, former coaches who are in management levels in the AHL are a big piece of, of that decision and pushing for unification where all these guys are make are playing the same amount of games. So what's going to happen for the Comets is we're starting that next year. Um, we think that our players will be much happier. Our staff will be much happier. And it, it'll just be a better year when the whole league's forced to make the transition. We get to kind of have that heads up and, and be a little bit ahead of the game and um, play 72 in, instead of the 76. Well, yeah, because the points percentage thing has never really worked for me. You've got some teams at 76, some at 72, and then in the Pacific Division, they're playing 68. And it's just, it's got to be uniform. I think it's better for the game and the league overall. Uh, agree or disagree. Is there anything else that we need to know in relation to this? I mean, they've set the conferences now. Uh, that was the gist of the announcement from the American Hockey League, as far as I understand. Yeah, I think that's that's all the important things to know. And then season ticket holders, if you're listening, um, check your emails. We gave you a whole bunch of information as well about um, how that affects season tickets and all that. 
All right, well, we call him the chef or the professor because he's got his picks for us, well-researched picks if you're a sports better or a gambler. Uh, but I think that the glue guy who likes to instigate everything, uh, speaking of calling people out on the air and throwing everybody under the bus, he's got to air a grievance with you. He's got a bone to pick with you, right? Yeah, you never let, never let us know how you did last time there, Michael. So to my calculations, you are 3-2 and two heading into last week. Okay, so heading into last week, 3-2, and two, and then I had another 3-0 and o day, and I was hoping, you know, maybe somebody listening or maybe, I don't know, one of my dear friends over at the radio station would have been like, oh, wait, Michael went 3-0 and o again. <laughs> what the heck? Tommy Hogan uh, is not yeah, going to so, give you love. Tommy Hogan was not so going to do that for you. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So we hit the over in the Orioles game. We hit the John Morant had eight assists. Mm-hmm. I had him at over 7.5, and, and then – the Dodgers, I had them to have over four and a half runs, and I think they had like eleven. What what they? I, I checked and I, I laughed that I hit that pick so nice. Yeah, that's um, uh, six RBIs they, for uh, Bellinger, I believe, in that game that you yes. that you were talking about. Yep, continue. So I could have just bet on Cody Bellinger to take care of that for me, but um, yeah, those are my three that that worked out last week. So you're six and two overall. That's correct. That's a damn good yeah, percentage. Spencer, uh, what pick do you want to hear from the professor Michael Lear first? You want to go MLB, NHL, or Major League Baseball? Let him know. No, you know, we'll, we just talked about the AHL, so let's go with NHL. Let's go with some of the picks here. Um, let's see. I mean, well, what about, you know, your Islanders Bruins tomorrow? Well, you know, what, do you, what are you thinking there? Yeah, uh, so there I do like the Islanders. Um, I think they, they've just shocked everybody. I mean, at least shocked me. I thought this series would be – a little bit more slanted towards Boston. And mm-hmm. I think the Isles have played their style and, and just keep finding ways to win. I don't think it's going to be Boston at seven. I think the Isles are going to win that one. And then tonight, um, my this is my on-the-record pick for Sportzilla. Here we go. I'm going to take Colorado Moneyline and Kale McCarr to have a point. So those are two different bets. Um, but Colorado, obviously, like they came out and they were so good the first two games of the series. And you thought that Vegas was dead. And then Vegas battles back. But I think that Colorado is still a much better team. And they've just – they needed apparently two wake-up calls to, to get back into form. But I think the uh, the Avs tonight, their odds at the beginning of the series were in the minus 250 range to win just a game. And now they're at minus 150. Um, so I like that a lot. I like the Avs to win tonight and yeah. then Kale McCarr to get a point. I like so that. it's over half a point for Kale McCarr because he's just unbelievable. And really the Avs are home. And the, and the Avs are home. And yep. the Avs are home, too. Oh, yeah. So it's a little home cooking. All right, that's your NHL yeah, pick. Yeah, which I thought about going the Carolina route with that because they're so fun to watch at home, but I decided to stay away from that game. The Professor Michael Lear with us here on the Sports Hitless Show on ESPN Radio on the Accelerate Sports Complex phone line. Uh, there you go. If you want to place a wager, there's your NHL pick for tonight. Well-researched, by the way. Let's go with – we can't do NFL – so, how much do you stay away from the Yankees right now if you're betting on the MLB? <laughs> See, there's tie. I, I thought about taking the Yankees. They're playing the Twins tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, I thought about taking the Twins in the first five innings. The Yankees. The problem is they can. If you bet against them, it right. Sometimes and, yeah. they just they still show up as the Yankees. So yeah. I try. I kind of just stay away from those games in general. I might take a prop here and there, but nothing crazy. I just bet on myself being miserable. You're being frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, let me let me interject old-timey voice here. Uh, whenever we talk about the Yankees on the Sports Illustrated Show on ESPN Radio, it is brought to you by William Attire. Hurt in a car? Call William Attire, 444-4444. All right, Major League Baseball, what's your pick officially for us today? 
Astros money line over the Red Sox. First of all, the fact that there's 15 baseball games tonight and they're all night games is awesome. If you like betting on baseball, this is the most fun night to do it where you have every screen on it. Um, but so it's two pitchers in that game that are both facing the same opponent for the second straight time. And the Astros have been one of the best teams at hitting left-handed pitching all year. And the Red Sox have been average. So you got two lefties going who are very familiar with the hitters and vice versa. Um, so I like the Astros money line over the Red Sox. You're going to get it at almost even money. And in the NBA, what is your pick? So the NBA, I went to Tommy Hogan, and I, I wanted to go, let him get involved a little bit. Uh, he said he likes the Clippers plus three. So I will take the Jazz minus three opposite of him and uh, make that <laughs> a little bit fun. So um, the Clippers, I, they just finished a grind of a seven-game series with Dallas. Kawhi played like 40 minutes a night every game of that series. Um, and the Jazz haven't played since Thursday, which I like because it's enough time to get rested, but not too long where you get rusty coming out of the game. So uh, just because Tommy said the uh, the Clips plus three, I'm going to take the Jazz minus three. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're betting against the Clippers. That means you might also owe Pat some riggies uh, from our Twitch <laughs> chat when it's all said and done. If you're not familiar, Q Sports Talk, twitch.tv, flip through there. Or ask Tommy, Tommy Gunn Hogan, brother, I'm sure he can fill you in. Are we going to have to incorporate Riggies on this, Pat, if you're still with us in the Twitch chat? I'm kind of curious. So when it's all said and done, you actually placed four bets, right, officially? So you could be 10, four. Yep. You could be 10 and 2 the next time we talk, probably near the end of the week. And keep an eye on the I Islanders like game tomorrow. And, uh, keep we, an eye on the Islanders-Bruins game tomorrow because he did he did make a pick there, too. Oh, you did throw a pick. Okay. so I just wanted to hear his opinion on that. You know, Isles going back to the Coliseum. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll make that opinion. Maybe I'll make it an official pick tomorrow. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll dance around with the officialness tomorrow. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I think there's four <laughs> official picks, and that was the fifth, like a supplementary. Yeah, yeah. Just yes. for fun. Right. Yeah. All right, well, if you don't tweet and report your picks to us, the glue guy is going to call you out again because you know how he likes to instigate things. So I was just kind of giving you a little little forewarning, Michael. Thanks very much. Let's plan on Thursday or Friday to see how you did on these picks and to give us a few more for the weekend, okay? All right, no problem. I'm going to go grab a paintbrush. (laughs) Yeah, I say you're painting red over there. We saw it. It's awesome. Uh, Michael Lear, the professor, the chef with us on the Sports Hill Show on ESPN Radio. We'll come right back, and it's time for Sean Coffee for three. We'll talk some NBA playoffs. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio and twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. Here's Rain and Matt. Anytime we have Sean Coffee on the head coach of Utica College men's basketball, I like to call it Coffee for Three because the man can shoot the three. He's been busy recruiting. Uh, transfer portal still a thing for D3. How are you getting through this? It's a busy time for you, Sean. Yeah, you know, it's camp season, so we're trying to get out there with the, the young ones in the community and get them moving and out the house. And then we're also trying to finish up uh, our class for the fall. And, you know, the transfer portal uh, definitely gets to our level. You know, there's, uh, like I've said, uh, it's musical chairs out there. There's not enough chairs for everyone moving around. So, they might, you know, we might land a good one or two uh, at our level if, if you if you wait long enough. So, yeah, so just a lot of things going on still. Well, we've been giving the instigator some business today about the uh, Boston Celtics. 
But you got a couple of Knicks fans in the studio, and you happen to be a Nets fan, so he's really outnumbered right now. Not really. He hates you guys almost as much as I hate you, as far as the Knicks and Nets go. No, 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 no. No, he hates you more because you start all this stuff with him. That's really what's going on. We know who's to blame, Coach. It's the glue guy. Always, always. I don't know why he gets the name glue guy. You know, you can blame Rain for that one. If anything, he attracts. Uh, it attracts dissension throughout the studio and whoever you bring on. So maybe that's what he's glowing in. Creates so, sticky situations. So, Coach, to try to get on your good side, talk about your Brooklyn Nets and the blowout against the Bucks last night. And how awesome does that feel as a fan? I mean, it was – it's it's honestly, they're, they're just ridiculous. The shot making, and I almost feel like they're better in, in ways without uh, a third guy in a Harden out there. You know, guys like the – Bruce Browns of the world and and Blake Griffin, like guys who really understand their roles are reinventing themselves to be relevant and stay relevant in this league or become relevant as a guy like Brown. You know, I mean, playing the five at six four, and we I don't even think he's quite that, but um, you know, this pretty smart, pretty ingenious way of using him. And, and again, it's a testament to a guy who uh, you know, if you want to stick in the league, you got to find a, a niche and find a way to be effective, and he has and. Um, but I mean, just even going in that game thought it was a really, really important one for them. You know, it's great to get that game one win whenever you're the home team. But you, know, you got to go on the road, you know, up to nothing. And uh, I mean, they took care of business pretty, pretty soundly in that one, as uh, the score indicates. So, um, but just unguardable at times. And and yeah, so a lot of fun to watch. Just as a fan of basketball, not even as the Nets, just, I mean, just marveling some of the shot-making ability and creation out of these guys. Well, 39 points is the margin of victory. It's a, All right, round it off. It's a 40-point win, and it's great when it's your team doing that, but when you couple that and the Suns blowing out the Nuggets, you're sitting there going, it's not what you want to see for playoff basketball. We it, expected it in the first mm-hmm. round because a lot of the 1-8 matchups were the 2-7s. But in the second round of the playoffs, not so much. Yeah, it, it's just you sit there and you go, come on, man. We want some closer games. Oh, especially with Giannis. It's, and, the, and the ratings are up 42%. We were quoting the number a little bit earlier. Well, if every game is a blowout, what's the point of watching? We've got to get some better basketball. Do you think this series going to Milwaukee can change that a little bit? Will that help Giannis and the Bucks, who are clearly, I'm sorry, not even close to as deep or as good of a team I, I pretty much expect the Nets to demolish them. I can see them definitely getting one on their home floor, you know, getting some uh, motivation out of how this is, how this guy getting the Middleton guy going a little earlier, you know, he had a nice stretch there for a little bit, but it was almost too much out of hand by the time he got in a rhythm. But uh, um, I mean, I, re- I really think you're seeing the, the effect of the three point shot. You know, it's, it's, I, I can't say enough. It's a make or miss league. And, if you are not making shots, you know you're you're not going to win, <laughs> and often it's going to be a twenty-plus uh, point game. Now, at the same time, you can be down twenty, as we see often in, in early in a game, in a first quarter, second quarter situation, and and people can go on monster runs and turn games around. So it keeps you in the fight. But you know the Nets are just shooting out of their minds. You know the Suns are making shots like crazy, um, and if you are not able to, you know guard that and often it's a lot of times you just got to be there and you know, you're hoping they just miss because they're just that good and they're running that good actions at you where they're getting open looks and 
and uh, taking advantage of being over aggressive, you know, with oops at the rim and, you know, different slips off the screening. But, um, but if you cannot make shots yourself, you can see how these games can get out of hand quickly. But again, it keeps you in the fight as well. And it keeps you, you know, um, when you're going to your home, home floor, um, there's, you know, it gives you a chance to maybe turn things around. So, um, but you can see you know, the Giannis of the world, like they're tremendous. They're, they're different. There's no one ever like him, really. Uh, maybe you could say Wilt to a certain extent, uh, but not probably not handling out in the middle of the floor as much. But if he's getting to the rim and getting fouled and he can't make two foul shots, you know, you're just losing on all those possessions. And it almost turns into a turnover after a while. So, um, And you're trading zero or one for three constantly. You're going to get down pretty quick. We're talking to Utica College men's basketball coach Sean Coffey. And, uh, Coffee, let's shift gears to tonight, the other East semifinals, uh, Game 2, Hawks-Sixers. Uh, you know, the, the, the Sixers almost uh, made that comeback in, in, in Game 1, but, um, you know, just how impressive are, are the Atlanta Hawks right now? I mean, you know, we saw as Knicks fans that this is a totally different team than maybe people had expected earlier in the regular season, um, and then they go in and, and, and almost completely dominate the Sixers up until the last few minutes of the game. So how impressed are you with Atlanta right now? I mean, they're, they're, they are night and day from where they were, you know, and, you know, it's just a little bit of a different philosophy that Nate McMillan brings, you know, on the defensive side. And, and again, if you can guard and you can keep people in front of you, you can contest shots and, and be one and done out of there, then you have a chance to get your kickstart your offense, get, go out and, play in space on the fly instead of always constantly seeing five defenders in front of you because you're just constantly taking the ball out of bounds because of another three or layup that went or a foul shot attempt. So, um, you know, that's kind of how we we like to play ourselves, to be honest. And a lot that if you can get some stops and you can get, you know, your really good players like the Trey Youngs of the world um, out and, and playing in space um, downhill at people with, with advantages as far as numbers, um, you know, that, that's a really difficult to guard. And then you space shooters all around him. It's like, where are you leaving from? You know, so um, completely different team from, you know, previously. And I don't like to put on coaches all the time, you know, kind of that coach brethren, you know, uh, that fraternity, if you will. But um, definitely different shift in, in philosophy as far as what they're emphasizing. And, and I do think they're just simplifying how they're playing offensively when they are in a half-court situation, you know, you know using Trey Young and his ability to make decisions and uh, and his, his scoring ability, his vision is incredible. Uh, um, you know, really impressive team, though. But uh, this is a big, big one for the Sixers. This might be the biggest game of the year for them. I got a quick follow-up for you, and this is kind of a deep dive. Kevin Herter, Kobe Lufkin. You see the you see the the comparison there? What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? I, they remind me of each other uh, a bit. Might, yeah, it might be an eight-inch eight, eight difference, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I actually uh, from three, recruited Kobe about the same time as I saw uh, Kevin Herter, you know, as a high school kid uh, playing at Shenandoah, you know, going into practice. I was recruiting one of his teammates. So what an impressive kid he is. And uh, great, great family comes from uh, out in Clifton Park there. Awesome stuff. Coffee for three with Sean Coffee, head coach, UD College men's basketball sports illustrator show ESPN Radio. So you're going to see an NBA Finals with some fresh blood. I, it's kind of exciting this year. No LeBron, no Lakers, right? No Steph Curry, no Warriors. It's the first time in about 10 years you've seen an NBA Finals without one of those two guys in it. Is it a good or a bad thing? Because clearly they move the numbers. But at the same time, it, it's kind of 
it's kind of exciting to see some parity in the league, I think. It's and really, piggybacking off of that, yeah. you don't have the, the Heat in the finals, the Lakers, the Celtics, your premier franchises. You're um, having a couple of teams who haven't won in over 50 years. You have the Sixers who haven't won since 83, the Bucks in 71, the Hawks in 78, and the rest of the teams have never won an NBA championship. I mean, of the remaining teams, that's pretty awesome Crazy. this year, Sean. Yeah, I do think it's awesome. I think a lot of it comes down to, like, how are you defining value? You know, what are you deciding is what's valuable? You know, if it's just eyeballs, you know, and ratings, then maybe not. Um, but as far as excitement throughout those fan bases that have just have not had a taste of this in, in so long, if, if ever, I mean, you saw you saw the uh, you saw Phoenix last night. I mean, that building was insane, insane, and like that's a bunch of that's a fan base that has not, you know, had anything quite like this since those Nash sons and even you know the Barkley, Kevin Johnson, KJ sons, you know, before that. But you know, a starving fan base that. Uh, so I, I think that's good for the league overall, and to see to really display the young talent nationally that we don't get to see the Phoenix Suns and Devin Booker play very often. And, uh, you know, all these great players on the West Coast and that just aren't really in the spotlight of the LeBrons. You know, they're, they're kind of in the shadows of, of Steph Curry and them, you know. And uh, I think the league is in a great place as far as the health of it. Um, but anything that we can kind of keep promoting how good and how talented these young players are that are coming up behind the, you know, the household names, I think is the better – in the long run, uh, for the league and just the health overall. Uh, Guy Fieri was in Phoenix. That's why. Brought Flavor Town. <laughs> That's right. That's why the Suns won. That's why they blew out Denver. Got about a minute left with Sean Coffey here on ESPN Radio. Let's talk Clippers jazz real quick if we could. Uh, Kawhi seems to have the ability, that LeBron ability to, well, manage his load throughout the course of the season and then you get into the playoffs and there's a switch and he flips it. And I mean, his performance the other day when he shot 70%, for example, had the over 40 points. You can't stop Kawhi when he's like that and you can't beat him either. Absolutely not. And I mean, it's so much of his, what, which Clippers team is going to show up, you know, it's the, the one that loses two at home to start a series or the, the, the Clippers team that battles back from Oh two on the run on the road. And, uh, goes and wins a series in seven. So, um, you know, he definitely has that spurt ability, if you will. I don't know if he's, uh, you know, has the personality to be called spurt ability at times, but um, <laughs> he's uh, kind of a reserved dude. But, man, when he gets going and he's got his flow going and a rhythm, uh, he's he does become a top five player in the world very quickly and that we can forget about quickly when he kind of uh, can disappear in moments, you know. But he just – He's one of those guys who's got that kind of LeBron uh, approach to early to, to series, and we talked about this before, just kind of feel it out, seeing how he's being guarded. It's almost like, you know, the old Manny Ramirez kind of uh, approach to the play. You know, he'll he'll take a strikeout looking here and there just to set up a bat, a bat or two down the line um, and see what you really have then, and, and then he takes a yard. And uh, it's kind of the same thing when you get in a series of games where it's not just a one-and-done situation that – um, you know, they're, they're setting up long-term. They're seeing things further than you do. So, um, you know, those guys are they're genius at, you know, in nature. So That's Sean Coffey. Uh, we call it Coffey for three anytime he joins us, head coach of Utica College Men's Basketball. It's a sports show on ESPN Radio. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back with a full sound check 
but I just wanted to leave everybody with this. What it do, baby? It's the Sportszilla Show with Rain and Matt on ESPN Radio and twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. Listen to this. Mic check. Okay? Good. Here's your sports sound check. Yankees on deck on ESPN Radio all across Central New York. Oswego and Syracuse, 97.7 and 100.1. Utica Rome, 96.5 FM. Full hour for the Utica Rome listeners tonight, right? With the 805 first pitch. Yes. Yep. Against the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Matt Page and I am Rain Man. We'll be back to do that. We've got Spencer Davidson from WKTV in studio with us today. Time for sound check. I brought up Yankees on deck for a reason because that's where I would like to start off the audio today. Uh, let's bring in Buster Olney. You're familiar with Buster. Uh, he was asked the question earlier today, what's wrong with the Yankees? <laughs> I feel like his answer should have been, where do I start? Yeah. Uh, but we're going to give you his answer and then we'll respond. The offense is the worst in our lifetime, uh, which is so uh, contrary to the Yankees that we've seen basically, uh, you know, since Babe Ruth was dealt to them uh, from the Boston Red Sox. Look, you know, every year they always rank in the top four, four, five, or six teams in runs scored. And this year they're 27th in runs, the lowest runs per game since 1972. It's a very right-handed team. They lead the majors hitting into double plays and making outs on the bases. And if they're going to turn this around, either you know guys on the team like D.J. LeMahieu has been a disappointment this year. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton recently is really slumped. they got to turn it around. And Brian Cashman, the general manager, has to make deals to make the team more athletic and have more left-handed balance. Yeah, absolutely right, uh, 100%. Unless you're Aaron Boone, because, hey, the guys, you know, I like our approach. We, we had some good swings today, but you don't get results. Right. You can make that excuse if you have a bad day, mm-hmm. but this has been a problem all year for the Yankees. You're not hitting with runners in scoring position. The crazy thing is, uh, they're close to the top of Major League Baseball in walk-offs, but there's nothing consistent there. So wipe away those, what, five games, I believe? Yep. And what are you left with? A team that can barely score three runs in a game. Uh, Garrett Cole should have probably three more wins on the season than he does. Uh, there are others on the Yankees you could say the same. Where's the run support? It's a problem. And this pitching is only going to cover up for this for so long. It really is. And I, I mean... I have no faith when you get to the playoffs, assuming they even get there. And I think in the American League East, you have to win the division, right? With the Red Sox and the Rays in it. Yep. Yeah, good luck. You're, you're playing the best of the best, and you can't hit now. I mean, you just got swept by Detroit. That's telling. Yep. Really telling. And then the Red Sox. Go ahead. I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough where to begin. And, you know, every day, the, the liking our approach uh, – Argument works in April. It works when, you know, you're kind of slow out of the gate. The Yankees historically have been kind of slow out of the gate in the first couple of weeks of April. Sure. And and I was saying in April, all right, let's just wait till we get to, to May and June. I, I think they're going to figure it out. And then in the, in the beginning of May, kind of middle portion of May, it looked like the Yankees were trending in that in that upwards direction. Because Stanton was going because, off. This, yep. Judge was doing well. Yeah. And, and then it's just been a, a complete collapse since then. And now you're in June, and it's no longer I like our approach. Is a trade going to fix it, or is there have to be a scapegoat on the staff? For example, do you sacrifice Marcus Timms, the hitting coach? Yeah, I, there needs to be some sort of a shakeup. And I and I think, 
you know, in these situations, sometimes people are blamed unfairly, like a, like a Marcus Timms. Um, but the Yankees aren't hitting. They're not hitting. And so, you know, where else do you, where else do you go at this point? I don't think a trade is going to make a difference. Aaron Boone does not have the ability, to, because of his demeanor that's now been established for three, four years with this team, to go in and tear somebody and chew them. You, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Without the colorful language right. and light a fire under this team. And that's also a problem. And you're not, and we're not saying you have to go full Billy Martin on somebody. No, we're not saying you have to do that. But at the same time, you know, you can't always be their best friend. I mean, these are professional athletes and they are underperforming severely to you what they're what Le- being paid. Tori Lovello did the other day where he, he reamed his team yes. yeah. Yeah. in the dugout, pulled them all over. listen, Listen, if we can't play baseball the right way, this is what's going to happen. And he tore them, lit them up one side down the other. The cameras caught it, did it right in the dugout yep. during a game. Yep. Said, enough of this crap, play better. You, I mean, you see that at all levels of sports, even in high school sports. You're not getting it done. The coach might yell at you. Guess what? You come back out there and you respond. I mean, it. you look at a perfect example, and honestly, it, it, it's Joe Girardi. He's a guy that would stick up for his players, you know, to the end of the earth, but at the same time, he had flip tables. He, he had no problem, you know, letting them know when something wasn't working. He would defend you. He would sit down and in post game press conference and defend his player. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes, he put his water down, his Poland Springs water. You always saw him on the yep. on the counter. Set it down. We're done. Walk out. Go back into the locker room. Shut the door. Yep. And say what had to be said. Yeah. Without hesitation. And, and they need something. At the same time, you know, this team is very different than other Yankee teams in the past, where their quote unquote leaders are not very vocal. You know, they're they're not very emotional. Which, in, in a way, if the team's performing and they don't get too high, too low, you like that. But with what's going on right now with this team, you want to see a little bit of fire. You have Judge, who's a very jitterian type of leader right? Uh, where you also had Posada and O'Neill mm-hmm. who w- were their emotions on their sleeve and would beat the crap out of a water cooler in the dugout on based on one bat at bat, let yep. alone a terrible stretch of games. There, there is not that anymore in this locker room. CC Sabathia was that type of leader. Was, uh, yeah. Who's another one who is missing Brett Gardner, bashing the bat into the dugout roof and everything else. And, and, and you know, Guardy gets fired up, but the problem is he's not performing this year. Right. Uh, you have to be performing on the so, field. So it's hard to be a leader if you're not performing as well. You don't right. get quite that credibility otherwise. It's a problem. Let's bring Buster only back into the conversation here as we're giving you sound check on the Sports Illustrated Show on ESPN Radio. Another big issue is, of course, the foreign substances, the sticky stuff. This is what Buster said and how they'll police this. And it's on the way quick. If, in fact, a memo is going to go out to teams later this week, and after that, Major League Baseball will officially order umpires to do checks of pitchers. And from what I understand, they're going to do random checks. It's going to be like DUI checkpoints, 8 to 10 a game, probably two for each starting pitcher. Because they're concerned uh, about the effect on pace of play, a lot of those checks are going to happen as pitcher leaves the mound, pitchers leave the mound at the end of a half inning or an outing where an umpire is going to intercept them and say, show me your hands, show me your glove, show me your belt. This is going to be a big deal. There's going to be suspensions. Uh, teams are going to win and lose games because of this until October. Yep. And then just like they officiate playoffs different in the NHL and the NBA, it's the same thing you're going to do in Major League Baseball. They're not. They're just going to kind of look away 
uh, oh, nothing to see here. That's what's going to happen with this. They're yeah. going to do this for the regular season, and then it goes away again, and then they'll bring it back in the spring, I think. Right. Well, we're, I mean, I, I will tell you, we're going to have to check out the glue guy here maybe eight to ten times during a show. No? No. You good? No, I'm good. All right. You got your own concoction. Perhaps. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> well, I, it, this this all comes down to how well they, they enforce it. Could it be inconsistent? Some guys, you know, get clipped. Some guys don't. Well, I, I expect it to be you'll, for about a month, MLB will uh, fine and suspend your big-name pitchers being your Garrett Cole. They right. need a name brand. Right. So then all of a sudden they'll realize that the ratings are tanking and go, okay, we can't do this as harshly, so maybe it's one game. Right. Maybe it's we'll stop doing it after about a month. I don't think it'll last the whole season. Just look at the yeah. Dodgers and the Yankees. Two names that have been thrown out there, Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole. Okay, you want to suspend those guys for 10 days, have them miss two starts? That's the reason fans want to see these teams, to see guys like that pitch. Right. You, you, but, but if you want to enforce this, you want to set the precedent and lay down the law, you have to punish the brand names. Because who cares if it's the 25th guy who is maybe on the Scranton shuttle or... or you know, Your fifth reliever. Yeah, some yeah. random pitcher somewhere in a Major League Baseball roster that nobody knows about. Who cares if they suspend that guy? If it's Wandy Peralta for the Yankees, no one cares. Nobody's going to nobody's gonna care. It's right, not, but that's the thing. Are oh, they, is it Luis Sessa? So what? But are they going to? You know, are they going to enforce that? Are they going to tell a Garrett Cole... You know, are they going to tell a Trevor Bauer, all right, you're sitting for, for a couple of starts here? Are they going to tell a Peralta? I mean, you know, it's more likely that they're going to, you know, sacrifice the guy that nobody cares about, but you got to be consistent. If you're going to if you're gonna enforce this, you got to be consistent, and that's what we saw, the lack of with the NBA, with LeBron James, Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah. I mean, and it's just, it, it's all about how it's enforced, and you just got to be consistent. That's all I ask. Let's see how it plays out, and we'll pause right there. We're going to come back with the last thing that we'll say today here on ESPN Radio and the Sports Illustrated Show. And I will just preview it by saying this. I'm going to give you some words from Greeny to wrap things up and make and make way for acts at the top of the hour. And it's bad news for the glue guy. That's next. The Sportzilla Show with Rain and Matt. Can everyone hear me okay? Okay, well, so we've made some amazing adjustments. And, okay. Here's the last thing we'll say today on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and twitch.tv slash QSportsTalk. A couple things to check off our to-do list. Jason Fitz was, uh, obviously we didn't tell you he was coming on today because he's actually rescheduled. We're going to talk to him tomorrow, one half of Spain and Fitz. I'm sorry, I know you would have loved to talk to Fitzy. Would have, yeah. Don't worry, that's a usual Tuesday thing that's booked forever. And there's a good story behind it, and we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yes, a great story involving, let's just say, a puppy. And we'll leave it at that. There's your tease for Jason Fitz tomorrow. Uh, Aaron Boone does have a pacemaker now. If you're wondering why he hasn't gone off, you want to talk about bringing some humanity into a baseball sports conversation. Yeah, yeah Spencer Davidson. Certainly a factor, I, I think. Yeah, you kept it real, and you're absolutely right. You don't know about that. What's happened to me on the scenes is he's been told by his doctors, hey, you're still healing from this. Right. You still had a pacemaker put in. And right came, before the season. And came back three days yeah. later. Yeah. And he would have come back the day after. They told him to stay out for a couple days. Right. All right, uh, but he still has... I don't know. It, 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 it's a problem. It doesn't galvanize the team right now, that's it's, for sure. You've got to come out in a press conference at some point and be honest instead of disingenuous, which is what he's doing. We're sick of hearing about they're taking good swings, mm-hmm. but I don't want to go down that path. we got to make way for Brent Axe at the top of the hour and get you on the block. And before we do, something directed at the glue guy, 
Uh, I have to do this. I'm going to play this audio because it's two against one Knicks fans okay. against Celtics fans in the studio. This Whatever. is this is Greeny on Coach of the Year, well deserved for Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau won Coach of the Year. Congratulations to Tibbs again. He's a friend and he's an excellent analyst and a good guy. And I thought deserving. But what I will say is he just sort of edged out Monty Williams. And I did see some um, complaining on Twitter last night that Monty Williams' accomplishment this year was greater than what Tom Thibodeau did. And that if Monty Williams had done what he did in New York rather than Phoenix, that he would have won Coach of the Year. To which I reply, yeah, exactly. The Knicks have been so bad for so long, people forget how favorably people talk about them. It is actually underscores why it is so unimaginable and disgraceful that they've been so bad for so long because they have so many built-in advantages. People in this town are still talking about the Knicks now. They've been out for a week. The Nets just won by 40 points. It's a Knicks town. Uh, that being said, we got to make way for Brent X. Get you on the block at the top of the hour right here on ESPN Radio. Spencer will be back in studio with us on Thursday, and I guarantee you Axe is going to pick up the lacrosse conversation where we left off with Chris Carlson. See you tomorrow.